Welcome to the Propaganda Report. This is Monica Perez with my partner, Brad Binkley, and a rare returning guest, someone who our listeners know and love, not only from this podcast, but from all their favorite podcasts, a really um, uh, interesting and unusual original thinking guest, the synchro mystic extraordinaire from the Susquehanna River Valley. It is the one and only Michael Wan. Michael, for people, few people, we have a lot of new listeners lately who don't know you from this show or for other from other shows. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and then let's launch our uh, our broad ranging conversation. All right. Well, uh, first off, Brad, Monica, it's a pleasure to see you both. Thank you so much for having me back on. And you got my mind like spinning. You're like, oh, one of the few guests who return. And I'm thinking, why don't other guests return? Like, to me, that doesn't make sense. And so when something doesn't make sense to a person, but it makes sense to the other person, it means that they have a piece of information that you do not have. I will tell you. Why aren't people coming back? Because our show five days a week is just us. We just do the news. We're not an interview based show. So we do two interviews like a month of subject matter experts and just the thought leaders. And um, so that's like 50 a year. And there's 100 people on my list. But you always come up with new things. So it's you get this special position. Well, isn't that the sweetest thing I've heard all day? I was not, that was not a setup. I did not think that was going to be the case. But, <laughs> I know it's but, true. But thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you um, for coming back. So your question, your question was, um, uh, speak about yourself. And that's always a weird thing, but I'll do my best. So I, I would call myself a gonzo researcher. All right. And so a gonzo researcher or, or gonzo, the, that is a prefix. What it implies is you're involved with it. So typically, typically what, what a researcher does is whatever their area of interest is, they go and they do all their sort of research and they, they present. But when you're gonzo, you, your life is involved with the story. So what I think I do is I'm a researcher in all things that interest me, cultural, uh, esoteric, uh, pro, uh, 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 conspiratorial, I suppose you could call it, historical, geological. Um, but then I always see how that affects my life. And I play that um, into the telling of the research. It's a uh, um, you know, if, if there's two things, I guess it's like one is I'm a storyteller and one is I'm good at making connections. And and, you know, I, I combined the two. And so that's what we're here to talk about today, I suppose. Well, yes, I love making connections, connecting dots and connecting with people. And so just before we get started, for anyone who wants to check back at the beginning, what is your website for people who want to find your offerings? Um. All right. Well, if, if anyone's interested, I, I'd say there's a couple of places uh, for, for like videos. Just go to uh, the YouTube channel um, on Susquehanna. Susquehanna Alchemy is the YouTube channel. Um, my website, SusquehannaAlchemy.com. I've really stripped that down. It was once a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm not really. And as we're going to talk about in, the, in our conversation today, uh, working in in both the research, which we're going to talk about, and then this gonzo aspect of, of how it affects an individual is, is I'm trying to be very conscious in how I want to navigate my relationship with technology. And that's a really 
interesting sort of thing because we've been opened up. We've had this amazing gift of being able to connect with people in a way which never, ever, ever would have happened. But then at the same time, at least from the, from the seat, which I'm post upon and looking at, I'm like, this is not something I can, I can be integrated with. And so all that being said is like my, my, my presence is weak. It used to be a little bit better. And I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to do more things in person. And I'm trying to be very, very thoughtful with, what I do um, put out there. So, I mean, the long short of it, there's the, there's the YouTube. I put out maybe a video a month, um, but I also have a new audio only podcast. I'm doing that just recorded over the phone. That's one of the ways uh, which makes sense to me. I'm not in front of a computer. I can walk around. I'm still on the, the I'm still on the beast, but, but at least it's, it, it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm slowly starting the, with uh, the, the withdrawal process. Do you use earbuds with a little mic attached? Maybe get that uh, when when away from I your brain. I yeah, I don't like that might work. The, I don't like the earbuds. Um, I mean, no matter what, I know right. it's I'm resonating with it, but I use right. a headphone similar to what what you are wearing right now, something that yeah. goes over the ears. Yeah, you know, I'm I don't worried like about it. that too with those ears earphones because I look at like those and your, I, they, they make my ears hurt. They work good some of them oh but like the just, wireless ones? The wireless ones they're so convenient i don't want any cords i don't want any wires but also i, I worry yeah. about the cordless stuff and the wireless stuff sometimes so you're pulling back from technology altogether uh yeah yeah trying um, to balance a little bit. It, I, and i'm trying to figure out what that means for me and i i uh, i don't like what other people tell me what to do so like i'm not i, I don't like being like putting myself in a position saying, well, this is what I'm doing. This is what other people should do. But I do like sharing like at least the logic. Um, And so, yes, I don't I don't know exactly what that looks like, because like anyone else, I have been born into this society. Like I was, I was, I was raised in, in like the, the, the most extreme embracing of all things, pop culture and cultural and technology as you can imagine. And so it's, it's, this is new for me. And I don't know what that looks like. I did not I wasn't raised by, 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 by parents that said, we want to teach you how to survive with the land. Like I got that, but I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's a problem. But that being said, yes, I'm pulling away from technology consciously. Um, and the, and I'm trying to find what that balance looks like um, as the world changes in front of us. You know, how, how's that for days of your lives uh, as the world turns? <laughs> there well, you go. <laughs> it reminds me of something that I've taken to saying, which is, that libertarians like in the in the realm of <clears throat> using the law we die by the sword but we don't live by it so like for example i i think that i am totally opposed to plea bargains like someone would have to tell me why what's wrong with that but plea bargains are a form of supposedly liberty where you could just give away your rights and give away your right to a trial in return for something, whatever. But I just think they're this massive moral hazard coming from the government. So I don't think the government should be allowed to do that. But a real libertarian might say, well, you have that option um, and you can't like take away somebody's liberty. But I feel like it's being used against us all the time. There are tricks all the time that are being used against us. And the same thing with the technology. I mean, if you're, I feel like if you are aware of what you're doing, I think denial or lack of awareness is the biggest problem. And I I like this from my Catholic upbringing is like your conscience is your 
guide. So you have to, but first you have to inform your conscience, then you have to consult your conscience, and then you have to follow your conscience. But simply to inform your conscience can be difficult if you if you're afraid of facing the reality of the choices that you're faced with. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you have that attitude, like I can't do anything that's compromising in any way, then you are at risk of just putting aside of, of not really examining your choices. But if you're fearless about, you know, and not too prideful, you can examine those choices and make good ones. I think. Uh, I, I would agree. And I, and, and I want to go back to, um, what you said in the beginning of that it, <clears throat> and, and, and something which which Brad said as well. But but what I want to point out, what you said, Monica, was a modus operandi, a a technique which is used across across spectrums. And so you described something which was more governmental, let's say, and how like you as an individual interact with this thing, which we call the government or the state. But then the same sort of modus operandi is like how you are interacting with what I'm going to say is technology. And there's a part of us which is saying, oh, they're different. Those are two different things. And like, well, um, and and how they both what 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 appears to me the modus operandi is convenience it's convenience and so that's the trickery so slope is because you're saying like what's convenient like of course i don't want those wires crossing (laughs) over my chest and all that sort of stuff and so it just makes sense to get more of the wireless technology deeper in my brain because it's convenient but like then the assumption is like well why do i have them in my ears to begin with and then you start asking those questions it unravels and it's just like what you're saying with as it relates to well plea bargaining well now i'm i'm part of the system and like, well, I'm in the system. And so this is out there to make it easier for me. And, and it's convenient. I don't have to deal with all this crap. And so it's the same friggin' thing. And when you realize you're like, wow, convenience and like, you know, luxury is used against me. But that's so funny because that's Pain what I say pleasure about the plea bargain. There we go. That's what I think about the plea bargain is that the problem is that it makes it easier. If you didn't have plea bargains, you couldn't have like a million laws that violate the Constitution or violate your rights. They would have to actually go through the process, which should be hard, which shouldn't be easy, shouldn't be convenient. You want to put barriers up to somebody charging you money or putting you in jail or whatever for doing something they have no rights to restrict. But that's interesting that you do that connection, because that is where um, I think that's the problem with it. And the convenience factor of it, they are going deeper and deeper. They've been researching synthetic tele- telepathy for a pretty long time now, at least since 2003. We did a deep dive where some military technology chick was talking about the power of, of synthetic telepathy on the battlefield, where if your group is going around, they need to break into a building, you can all communicate inside each other's heads from a distance. Who's talking, if that's the case, is what I want to know. Whose thoughts are those? Who's actually the one in charge? Because they talked about the problem is what if they commit an atrocity? Who's held responsible when all the thoughts are shared among each other's brains? It's crazy stuff that they're working on. And why would you think that's just limited to the application in 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 the in the battlefield? Oh, I don't. I mean, yeah, they do. It every in VR piece too. of technology. You have to remember this. You have to remember this. The entire the entire technology industry is a byproduct. It was birthed from the military industrial complex. There's no separation from it. 
all of our technologies, maybe there's a couple like examples of like, you know, details which may have been invented outside of that of that uh, uh, spectrum, but the majority of stuff, GPS, like all of these things that we take for granted in our regular life, which are convenient as hell, like it's so convenient. No one uses maps anymore, but, you know, it's it's military technology. Why would you think it's no longer military technology? And yeah. I was... Sorry, guys. I was going to say they they tested a lot of that stuff in the gaming world. I've I've learned a lot about that lately. Is they they one they train kids how to use the stuff. Kids are making NFTs because they know how to code better than adults because they played all those building games for so long. Now they're building the metaverse and they test out a lot of the neural technologies of brain interfaces and then they transfer it to military application. One thing that I I was just reading a book called Surveillance Valley and it talks about how basically the germ of the tech industry that came out of the defense industry started in Vietnam. I forget what the actual thing was that they were using. Maybe it was how they were using a computer for some reason, but they're drawing a line from that moment to us. And I believe it's in that book that it, one of the, so like each chapter has a little quote in the beginning. And one of the quotes was the difference between us and our enemy is not our techniques or it's not what we do, but it's our intentions. And the idea that this military guy was trying to say is like, we're good and they're bad and we use this for good and they use it for bad. But even if that were true then, which I definitely was not, but even so they at least were talking about an external enemy. And it seems very clear to me that we are the enemy, the citizens of this country are the enemy of the government, which is, or whatever, the corpo-governmental fascist world economic forum, whatever continuum, which is this international elite that, that doesn't think of it as, in their minds, it's not a silo by country, it's this, it's this Archie, the Archie, like the overarching power. And we are all equally the enemy, which you can see, I think, in this transition from the war model to structure society to the pandemic model to structure society. So we are all at war with these trillions of invisible monsters trying to kill us all. And really, that's not true, but they just want us to, every single one of us being fighting a war against this invisible enemy and they're our military commanders or whatever. But in fact, it's, we're the, yeah. we're the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And then and I would I would link this back to to Brad's point on the on the uh, synthetic, uh, the synthetic uh, telepathy is and I'm not saying I'm not saying this isn't the case. I'm not saying it is the case, but I'm open to the it's it's only it's only a matter of time before it is the case, or it's at least a logical expectation to think that it's a matter of time before it's the case is just sitting in front of your computer, being near your phone. And all of that is happening to you. And the entire the reason why all of this stuff works is because it's been normalized. We don't think of anything as being unusual. And we're also always so distracted that if it, I think a change has happened in the environment in the last uh, 60 days, like I don't know what it is like I'm not, you know, but it there, there's something which is different. I can't put my finger on it. Um and I, my, one of my thoughts is, you know, is this a technology change? Is this a technology change? Um, uh, and maybe how would that first, how would that first show itself? And I would think one of the ways is like these things of synthetic telepathy or just anything which is, can resonate deeply with like a psychological and emotional states. 
within people. That's and interesting. So, I, I saw a story a couple of days ago that it made me laugh because they've already been doing this, but it was a story in like a mainstream website that was about the government embracing weather modification finally. Like they've been embracing it for a long time. <laughs> Since Vietnam, for sure. Yeah, right. I mean, or 50 years before that even. So Maybe they're here, messing with the weather more right just, now. Well, well, I we're we're in a different. So maybe we we can circle this back to to where we the the initial the initial beginning point of our conversation or why why I'm here is because we want to talk about the metaverse and we want yes. to talk about specifically um, the the Facebook Zuckerberg. Um, uh, announcement rebranding of that company to to be now be known as Meta, and the way I see things and, and looking at uh, from from a full spectrum sort of perspective, that was that's a marker. That's a marker in the sand. One of the things which we're we've discovered in the past two years is all of the things which were had the the amount of plausible deniability of conspiracy theorists of the last one hundred years. Uh, that that deniable plausibility has reduced. It's like, I guess what? This is right. Like nothing has ever changed. It's just like it's not being as, as well hidden. And so because a line in the sand has, has changed and and everything is seemingly changing. And we're gonna kind of go and 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 we're experiencing that right now. I want to say one more point and then I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking. I want to go back to um the the picture which you said I forget if it was you or uh, Brad or Monica who said it about the the next generation that are building the NFTs so seamlessly because they've been raised in Minecraft. If you go back in time, fifteen years ago, maybe ten years ago, there was a lot of talk which was coming out of I think it's the like the National Education Association, whatever the union is for teachers, and there was this big thing about we are teaching our children. We're preparing our children for jobs in the futures that we can't even imagine today. Like that was a big, big talking point, but that never friggin' went anywhere. But when you look at that in a bigger picture, you can be like, oh, well, we're teaching for jobs which aren't going to be around. But lo and behold, their favorite video game was exactly the sort of skill set they needed to do what is laying out right in front of them. You're beginning to see like what I'm suggesting with this meta, with this meta announcement, with what Facebook is and what Facebook represents. That announcement is a is a marker in the sand that that our, our our artificial false reality has changed and we're starting to wake up to see you know meet the new boss same as the old boss but we're gonna we're starting to learn those details hence yeah. my desire to say i'm starting to pull like really think about it in a very practical way how to disengage i don't know what that looks like yet i'm not moving to the hills yet but i know that people in the hills are still on the system they want to get everybody no matter where they are that's why they're laying pipe and connections ever because they want to be able to bring everybody into the metaverse and they are they are it was a marker in the sand you're right almost immediately after zuckerberg made that hour and a half video where he gave us a little taste of the metaverse corporation after corporation big ones announced their investments their products nike's trademarking their products within the metaverse there's companies doing giveaways within the metaverse there's one we talked about the other day that was chipotle where they did their 
Halloween special where if you went in the metaverse in the little Chipotle that they built, you could dress like a, a bag of chips that was a ghost, <laughs> go around because everybody wants to do that. You know, Seriously? we've always wanted to do that. Yeah, that was the thing. And then you get to do a little maze like you're a dog. It's you know, it's a little Pavlovian training. And if you get the reward, then you get a coupon and you can then go and get, I guess I think Meat you can space. get a real taco. I don't yeah. know if it's a virtual taco, but these companies <laughs> clearly were ready for that announcement that Facebook made because almost immediately we started seeing the land grabs within the virtual world, the real estate going for millions of dollars. It's it's insane. I, I have to say, what, when was the first time we, or did we only talk to Alison McDowell once? I think we only talked to her once, right? Yeah. And that was like a year ago. And not even, maybe it was a year ago. I really don't remember, but she was, she just, she had, so much information was really too hard to follow, but she was talking about kids coding that that's really like a kind of slavery or whatever. They're, they're getting kids to code in school mm -hmm. as if that's like a well-rounded education. But also she talked about how they were coding the metaverse by doing that. She talked about it. And I remember thinking, I'm sure she's right, but it's impossible to even explain it to people because they don't, it sounds so far out there. And then as if, I mean, I never in a million years would have thought that within one year, that would have been like, oh, you could actually look back at that and say, well, she wasn't so smart. That's obvious. You know, like, you know how when things just get in your head, you look back, you don't realize how completely mind blowing it was at the time, the first time you heard it. And like you were saying, maybe they're doing that stuff with telepathy. And I'm thinking, oh, that's in the future, but it's not in the future. It's in the past. So it could be in the present. So, so you're, you're absolutely right about, um, I mean, I've been talking about technology for as long as I've been talking about the river. Those were my first two videos and, and the stuff I, I would say three years ago, I would, I would filter back because I'm like, it sounds ridiculous, but if you just follow the linear path, like, you know, my logic is sound. Uh, Allison's logic is sound. Like anyone who, who's been talking about this and there, it was a very, very small echo chamber of like preaching to the choir. Like, yeah, I see it. But that, because most people are like, no, not at all. But that's what is so significant about the, and the Facebook, the statement. And then just as you were saying like it was so well adopted just as we saw other things which were so well adopted and then we begin to understand the modus operandi so it's the gift of this the gift of this is now is is when when the, the, there was once upon of a time where where people tried to straddle both worlds. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to suck it out for 10 more years. I'm going to sock away 15 percent of everything. And guess what? I'm, I cashed out. I'm done. That ain't an option anymore. And so because of that and because that that that's be, is becoming real to people, then then like the 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 thing which which was never which is the danger you know and i'm not necessarily saying there's an us and them but i'm going to use that in this in this uh in the way i'm talking about the us and them like this is the danger for the them is because this this is the time where like before it's actually settled but there's enough people that that they're not going to participate because at the end of the day it only works through participation mark says it this is the thing about watching the video listen to what he says don't watch a 10 minute video watch the full one read it pay 
attention because he's saying the truth. I included in my video a series of AT&T commercials from 1993. I'm like, all of the stuff that they showed in 1993 sounded ridiculously fantastical. And then everything which they said looking about now just seems hokey. They're like, what? They couldn't see us doing that? Those <laughs> fools. And it's like, it's the same friggin' thing. Look at this as what... The, it's common. It's common one way or the other. Well, and the whole participation thing clearly was a major goal purpose of the COVID lockdown. I mean, clearly that's this goes hand in hand with that. And then he establishes the world. He plants the flag when he names renames it Meta. And his backstory, I don't know if you got to this. But his backstory is fishy. Like his Zuckerberg himself is fishy to me. Like I liked your analysis of his name. That's funny to me that his name. So go down. Sugar. So so walk me through what's fishy. Okay. So I there. I once I've done this more than once. Like pick the ten biggest big tech guys and trace them back to like how how many degrees of separation they are to to military intelligence, and I think if I recall correctly, only. Only two were more than one degree away, like a father, grandfather, uncle, like they're all, you know, direct contact raised by whatever. Steve Jobs, I thought I was busted on that one, except for his dad, his biological dad, who he didn't know, was a Syrian CIA agent, like a, a CIA agent in Syria, just kind of weird, but whatever, could be a coincidence. Um, but Zuckerberg has a hard background to follow. Now, I can't I didn't refresh my memory. It might be Bryn or both of them who had like a psychiatrist as a parent. I think Zuckerberg's mother was a psychiatrist and there's like no information about her at all. So what made me start looking into him is that he was in Congress and he was just he could clearly memorize a lot of stuff. And I remember somebody telling me who was um recruited for the CIA said that like they look for language majors and they look for history majors because there are people who can um, remember a lot of stuff. You got to remember stuff. So I thought that this guy looks more like a memory guy and his, and I noticed that he transferred to Exeter, which is the most prestigious high school in the country as a junior, which is weird. So I try transferred to Harvard as a junior and that was really, really weird. There's only like two people who did that. And I had like the poor kid story and it was like, moonshot. I was like, I never, and I never even heard of anybody who transferred to Exeter as a junior. And he had prior to that been, or even in Exeter, been a classics major, not a computer major, not a science major, a classics major, which is like Greek and Latin. So you have to memorize, translate, whatever. And um, I think his buddy there was this Angelo D'Angelo guy who runs Quora now. And both of them, this was the super weird part. Both of them were in a program as teenagers. I think they yeah, to qualify for this program, you have to get a 1200 on the SAT, I think at the age of 12. So it's 1200 is not, not too bad at the normal age. So it was him, Sergey Brin, D'Angelo, and Lady Gaga were all in this Johns Hopkins Center for Talented Youth program, which was described at the time not as training and cultivating talented youth, but studying them, studying them. So they got super, super geniuses, as I think in Lady Gaga's case, a cultural change agent, and her story doesn't include that, and Brin, and then the Zuckerberg thing. So for me, I feel like he's what I call a created person. And his story is just super fishy to me. I don't know why I was telling you about that. But... <sighs> he's ahead it's of a lot to go there, but I'm going to let Brad. So oh, yeah, because yeah, he launched first. the world. Like he, then he named Meta. Like he, he launched this 
you know, he opened the door and, you know, he does look like a robot. He looks like an avatar. And, and he does. His difference. avatar looks more realistic than he yes. did. Uh, Stella made some great images. I sent her a text master. She could change some of the clothes on the avatar in the video when he says, what should I wear in the in the metaverse? And he switches the clothes. We had she put a creepy clown and alligator and, and a ball gag in his mouth. It's all, all, <laughs> yeah, a little they all look guy. great. They're hilarious. B and D guy. Yeah. So he they got this. Zuckerberg has this or Facebook or Meta, the Oculus Quest 2. It's their like introductory virtual reality headset that is less expensive than about every other one of a similar, but like Microsoft is like in the thousands of dollars. And the meta one is by everything I can read considered to be the best above and beyond all of the other ones, yet it is cheaper. And one of the reasons I think is because they're trying to usher people in. And I read something about this too. They wanted to keep the price lower. And he talked about this in the video. Some of it's going to be more affordable. There will be higher price options, but we're going to try and keep it affordable because we want to bring everybody into the metaverse. And this headset device, which I tried last night because a friend of mine has one. I only tried it for a little while. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's crazy and it is going to get people right away. They will spend their entire lives with that thing on, if, on their face. If not for the battery running out, then they would never take it off. Some people because it's it so virtual crazy. Or augmented? It's virtual reality. So you put it on. It's not augmented. It's not augmented. No, it's virtual. Yeah. Well, it, the virtual has augmented factors in it. It's, it's weird. So one of the things they, that's strange about it, you put it on and you can see where the controllers are in the room still. So it like lines up outside of the room and it also has a camera on it too. So it can just see everything that you can see. It, you're looking at the metaverse. It's looking at your room. Cause if you cross a little boundary that you set up, cause you don't want to get injured suddenly the, it opens it up and you can see everything. It, it's unbelievable wow. the way it works. Yeah. And <laughs> oh you, How much you put it, it on, you walk in there and suddenly you're on just a beautiful balcony overlooking a waterfall and it looks so real. It's like no. you, you look, you feel like you're in the lap of luxury and you're chilling out in a robe about to drink a glass of whiskey. And it, I was not expecting it to be as immersive and real feeling yeah. as it was and I got to a point where I'm sitting in here going, I know I look like an idiot. If anybody walked downstairs here or, up, you know, came in and my, my dog's looking at me and it's what does he do? And you, you have this thing on your face. You're sitting there moving your hands around. But I didn't care because I was like, this is so cool. It's, then I had to stop and take it off. Could you it, include the dog at all? Could you like highlight like that's a living thing? I want it to be here with like, I want to see it. You can. They have like a little feature or function that it. does that. But I don't know how it works. And I, I, I did not want to play with it for too long. I was dizzy for this morning and last night. Sit, I felt this morning still? Yeah, I feel I'm fine now, but it definitely messed my equilibrium. Were you sitting while it was while you were having for part of the time? You sit and you stand depending on what you're messing around with, what the game is. It, I mean, a lot of the games are very active. They're like tennis or first-person shooter games, but it seemed it looks very real. And these first-person shooter games talk about desensitizing. I mean, you're in it, man. And they're training military and, and VR stuff like this too. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, can can I say a couple things? Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> um, that's 
in the presentation which I put out, I I, I lay out a framework, uh, kind of juxtaposing what what we're seeing happening in real life, and then just this idea of yeah, all of these stories have been told to you in in all of the movies and all of the media because this has always been a full spectrum, fully integrated assault on humanity. There's really, I mean, well. well no matter how you want to look at it, it's like it's an assault on humanity, whether that's become to become a better transhuman or whatever. That's what it is. And it, the 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 point of my my video or, or the uh, the conclusion of the video, not the movie, Monica, is that um, all roads lead to the Matrix, like literally not not like the Neo story of the Matrix, but like the 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 background implication of the Matrix that all of humanities are in these pods. And I show in all these other movies where we see the same sort of idea. But the problem with that, like if I were to say that to someone like three, four years ago, they'd be like, you're nuts, Mike. It's a that metaphor. going to happen. Yeah, what I thought I it was do? a metaphor. I'm going to get in my pod and just go and drink the slew juice and like, no, of course not. There's a series of events and those events don't seem like they seem far off. But what you just there's two things happening. There's this this kind of like a, a carrot and uh, and the stick approach and the carrot aspect is going to be it's so good. It is that good. You are 100% right. And it feels right. The stick part of it is going to probably be a combination of like Hunger Games or Ready Player One despair. Like the outer world is just so crappy that you don't want to be in it. Um, and then coupled with the fact that if you're going to do anything, even if it's going to be in the outer world, you're going to have to do it in the inner world or in the metaverse. And keep in mind, the metaverse is just a word. The word, which just means the next iteration of what technology is going to be. The Internet's a word. It had to be introduced into you know, people had to envision it. There was like a 10 year period where like there was a joke that you would make fun of like your grandparents because they couldn't comprehend the Internet. Like it's this thing. The same thing is true with the metaverse. Like there's going to be a point like we're talking about it the way your grandparents talked about the Internet. <laughs> like it's this separate like thing. And then the Here Internet is this happens. The metaverse <laughs> is the next iteration. What do you think happens? Everyone's going to be there. And eventually. Why would you want to take off those goggles? Zuckerberg says that he's like, one of our challenges is to create the create hardware that you're going to want to wear it for all day immersive experiences. Why the hell am I in an all day immersive experience? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think there's um, something in what you said that reminded me of a Super Bowl commercial that I've always highlighted as being kind of a bait and switch. Or I think it was just last year. The kids have, I think maybe it's augmented reality, virtual reality. They're in, they're in a game, but they're kids who are handicapped, so they don't have arms or legs or whatever. They could never play baseball in real life, but they can play it with this thing on. I feel shameful even listening to you describe this this commercial. Yes, like I'm I mean, sorry, that's what it, it does. Like you can't. Yeah. <laughs> It gets worse. So that's why we should embrace it for the for the children. But then I was thinking my eyes hurt, my ears hurt, the earbuds, the screens, they're really hurting me. My back hurts, my neck hurts like this whole being crunched up to Zoom really messed up my whole like health profile. And I'm trying to get it back. But it's a lot of hard work. And I was thinking they, big T, they don't care about they're happy to have organ failure because then then those implants will be something you want. So like the wars, the IUDs and stuff, blew people's arms and legs off. And then all of a sudden you have robot people and we're like, well, it was for the soldiers. So <clears throat> I feel like they're, they're 
that a lot of the ill health and everything that we're going to get right now will play right into their hands. And then you'll you'll be happy to have the immersive experience because you're you're not well. I read a review for one of the games that was trying to pick out what to play for from the stuff you had on there. And it was for a boxing game. And the first review was someone who said that they are wheelchair bound and that this changed their life because they got to experience what it's like to walk, what it's like to be an athlete and be a boxer. Because the game isn't just like a boxing game. You no, know, in games that I used to play, you just play the game. Yeah. You don't live the entire life of the player <laughs> in the game and, and get drafted and have the problems getting recruited. I mean, every aspect of the person's life. Apartment. Yeah. And that's what this boxing <laughs> game is. You go through your journey of, of training and you're unknown. Then you rise to the top. It's your, you become the central character of your favorite type of movie. That that is that is the deepest level of like psychological. Uh, that, that that's that's insane. That 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 that's the the level in which which they are building your psychological attachment to um to to the experience. I, I do want to say this though. I think there's a truth. Like assume let's assume that's a real review of someone who really is yeah. is you know so quadriplegic, someone who can't feel their their limbs. Like there is going to have an experience that if we who who can feel limbs, I mean I don't know what it's like to be paralyzed and I can feel that. Like there there's a truth to that. And that's why this is like such a tricky sort of place is like there there uh do you know the invisible sh- the invisible ship story? Hmm. Like it's a it's a metaphor like well Columbus or Captain Cook and they lot they first arrive at the wherever it is the lands and the natives they're unable to see the ships and, and because yes, yes, and the idea is yes, so I've far outside of, of their consciousness like yeah. it's oh, like Westworld like, it's used as a metaphor yeah, yeah. to explain but but the story behind that is that the the wise people of the natives they began to notice that there were changes within the wave patterns of the water they were unable to see the ship because the ship was so outside of their thinking that like the the mechanisms of consciousness in the brain you don't see it but then what they did was they saw all of these different clues and then they're like, oh, there's got to be something over there because this is this is unusual. And then eventually they're like, I think I see something. And then, bam, I see this. I see the, the, the ships. And then, like, guess what? Now, now, now you're ours. Now you're you know, that that's a story. <laughs> yeah. So what, what I think is a fair assumption is like that can very well be that can very well be where we are right now. We're looking, I mean, we're it, looking at it, we're like describing it, you're describing seen. your eyes, you're describing mm-hmm. how like, um, if there's not, oh yeah, we're going to go and be friends. They've told us this story in their mythologies. We're going to be friends. You know, I, it's, 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 so, it's so good. I it's go the back. blue crystal meth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I wanted to go back to something you said earlier where, so Maybe our peers have been some people. I'm not a big saver, but some people just plug along. They have a plan when they're going to be a certain age. They're going to have a little house. They'll have enough money and they'll just live out their days. And this maybe is my blindness. I definitely see this future that we're talking about. I hate to say inevitable because that plays right into their hands, but it does appear to be descending and no one's stopping it. But is it not? Do you really think it's not possible for people 
of our generation maybe to still just be able to step off or are we kind of stuck because of our kids and grandkids or are we stuck because of ourselves? Like, are we going to be in that we're, when we're in the wheelchair, they're going to be like, Hey baby, the most you can do right now is you get this VR headset. And that's that. Me personally, I say all bets are off, right? All bets. So I, go, this is me. This is Mike speaking. I go back to the the ultimate questions. I don't know where we are. I don't know how we got here. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. No one knows. Like there are lots of answers to those questions, but there 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 is nothing definitive. And to me, that points to the the obvious fact that the foundation of your human experience is based in a mystery. <coughs> Excuse me. So if it's based upon a mystery. It means all bets are off. Now, thinking like that in regular times where there's where there's uh, uh, an apparent sense of stability in culture, like thoughts like that, like are maybe interesting to a very small percentage of people. But most people like they're one, they may like it. And two, like, you know, it, it's stability. But when we're starting to see things break down, uh, which is happening right now, this has happened before and it's happened again. This is a controlled demolition. But there's another building. There's a building number three, which is already the architectural <laughs> plans are already ready. So don't worry, there's another building. But then we're at a point, and this is what I think is interesting. And this is what comes back like, I don't know what the nature of life is. I don't know those questions. They interest me. But now is a time where, where you get to walk your walk. And to me, uh, I don't think, I think that there's going to be an augmented reality in the most general sense. There's going to be a, a, a bleeding through of the completely virtual and the regular outer world for maybe a period of time. I don't know. And they're going to continue to sell to our generation who still have the thought like, oh, I'm going to go and retire and I'm going to live off of this and my 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 10 percent return, blah, blah, blah. You know, all of that, that they're going to continue to sell that until it's no longer a possibility. It's no longer a possibility. Um, so that to me points to the black swan which is the thing we don't see coming, the anomaly, you know, whether you want to look at that from a metaphysical, whether you want to look at that from a religious perspective, um, whatever that is, if you are open, the only place where that is not open is a, a materialistic scientific perspective where you are just taught this and that. And if you have any sort of uh, under consciousness, which expands outside of that silo, you're open to the mystery of life, whatever you call that God or religion or whatever you want to say, the unknown, like this is the time when the unknown is going to step in because the things we know, uh, we know we don't want that path. Wow. We don't, we know we don't want to go there. Um, and if I'm going to go and use another movie, that was the whole point, in my opinion, of the up of of what the 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 Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, movie was trying to communicate, because they do communicate multiple messages to people. And what that was, was even when like when the when the fight of men. So in the last movie, when the when 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 the, the king of the men and they're all surrounded by the orcs, they're under like they're going to die. The toughest fighters in the world, they're going to die. They're outnumbered 20 to 
one. And the guy's like, well, we're going to go down swinging. And he does that. And then out of nowhere, like something they could not anticipate happened, but they never stopped. Now, I don't necessarily take a fighting approach. I believe in the, the approach of, of the path of least resistance, that of water. It makes it very clear. Guess what? I don't want that system. That system was always sick. They just, they just made me think it was normal. So I'm open. And what I, as an individual, think is, is, is powerful is like there's something out there which is harmonious. I don't think this is the end. I think this is a change. So that's me. That's me. I'm, you yeah. know, I don't want to be on a soapbox. I found like I sound like I was, but but no. that's how I approach this. And to be quite honest, I think anyone who is going to have the courage to actually look at the things in the way which we are describing, they're going to have to go and find something inside themselves, which is completely authentic and true, where they can put their roots and their grounding, because if not, they're going to be pulled along on this amazing virtual reality goggles where you're sitting, where you're sitting on a chair overlooking a waterfall, drinking your whiskey, when meanwhile you're sitting on a lawn chair in the trailer with no heat. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that's right. But you bring up a really um, important observation, and I, I have a warning in that for that, they'll, they're ready for that. Right. They they probably know more than we do. The big T they, which I guess gives them too much credit. But supposedly they have a culted knowledge. Let's just say they have a culted knowledge or they they know at least as much about that stuff as we do. Maybe they don't. But whatever. Let's say they're ready for that. And so when you see the UFO stories coming out of like the Pentagon or you're seeing like Q, Q was a leak from the military complex, you know, there are they're going to have like an antichrist for that. And mm -hmm. they're going to have the wrong one. And we need discernment so that, because I think the majority of people who are open to the black swan thing or were open to conspiracy theories along the way fell for what I consider to be the Trump psyop. Like I think Trump mm -hmm. was a psyop. So mm -hmm. the majority, vast majority of people who might have followed um, Ron Paul's kind of straightforward principle-based stuff, whether maybe he's a psyop too, but I'm just saying like he, his was a straightforward principle-based message that would have been um, much more powerful. If they had, even if I, I say this, like if, if he was a, a limited hangout, that's okay because that means they're really on their ass. If they have to give us Ron Paul to keep us quiet and kick the can down the road, but they did it. They gave us Trump which isn't a good sign. But the fact is, so that's so I just I feel like. I think and that's a black swan thing that's so completely outside the realm of our expectation, it might be hard to apply discernment to that. I mean, I would just always follow my morals and my conscience, like I said from the beginning, but that what else can you do? I, I, I would say that was the whole point of like the, the continue fighting. You don't know what the black swan is. It's something and it and what a black swan should be is something which is so which is so obvious this black swan event that it can't be misinterpreted. Right. But you are 100 percent right about the fact that that the and this is the hard thing to really wrap your mind around is that everything that if you've been born into the system, everything in the system is self-reflective for you to think that it was normal. Like, Oh, it was, it was, it was okay. Then like, I, in my opinion, the entire system, 
the entire, and I don't know what it looks like outside of the system and neither does anyone else. That's part of the whole idea of capturing the imagination. Um, uh, it's, it's the entire, you, you can't, you can't say, all right, I'm going to be out of my VR glasses, but I'm going to go back to the same, uh, federal reserve system, or I'm going to go back to the same, uh, uh, the, the legals, whatever, all of these sort of systems, the system, you know, all of that is ridiculous. All of that is. And so that is what's so interesting about this time, because those those systems are changing. They're going to go away like the same players are just going to be in the new platform. It's going to be in the new platform. It's going to be like more similar than less similar, but it's going to appear to be very different. Um, you, the the well, black swan has to be, in my opinion, what I'm looking for is like it has to be outside of that. But then at the same time, like, you know, it's 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 still walking in in this world to the best way. That's what I in the very beginning, like I'm going to go back to what I was saying, like I'm trying to figure this out just like anyone else. It's like I'm recognizing where this is going. I still need to I'm not living in the woods. I haven't found any fairies who opened up a door to another dimension. But but. I'm trying to figure that out. I've got children. I've got I've got all of these sort of things. And so so at least beginning with a degree of awareness of what's going on, um, I think is where it begins. That's how I'm approaching it. One thing that I came to mind when I was watching your most recent video about this is that a way to get people to miss that altogether, to stop fighting. And it's so they are so obviously able to control such a large portion of the population, just these conflicting messages that like so-called communists, you know, the kids are communists, but they want to get a vaccine that's being pushed down, you know, the most fascist possible system and all of that, but that they're so susceptible to any worldview that gets pushed through TikTok or whatever, that um, there was almost like a nihilistic thing in your video where the like nothing is real anyway. Like, don't worry about it because nothing is real. It's like if you can take that philosophy to the point where what is consciousness? What is the physical? Are we really here? Are you in my dream? And you kind of lose a grip on what is real and what is important. And once they're in the metaverse, it'll be very easy to have, like I would almost anticipate that kind of a religion to emerge, a, a kind of nihilistic, no, like subjectivism taken to the highest degree because then the world around you is the world that you imagine. And they even went back and said that the NSA created Google to create a world for each person based on a psychological profile that could be, um, gleaned from searches even better than Facebook and that they could make what they called birds of a feather. They, they, you can really just lose all touch with reality. And I think if they have the right philosophy in place, whatever the religion of the metaverse is going to be, then those people will be lost. That's how they can also shape reality in the metaverse. News can be personalized to people. You won't just read the news or watch it on TV. You'll get to experience the news event catered possibly to what you're likely to believe because you don't know who's creating or the inputs that is telling you what that event is going to be. But I've already seen CNN do these experiments where 
that you they put people in a VR booth and instead of just being told about foreign policy, they actually are taken to the middle of the war because foreign policy is hard to get people to connect with. So this is a way to get them to give them an emotional experience that just bypasses all critical thought in the metaverse. And I can tell you, that's going to be super easy. And you might even be able to have Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper narrate it for you or go Yikes. with you to walk you through it. <clears throat> yeah. But with, with, with all like, on a certain level, like it sounds super duper cool because we've been prepped for it this does, yeah. and <laughs> it's we've been prepped for it. And then it's going to be designed to hit your dopamine system yeah. like you're going to want it's going it, to all of that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, this, when, is American Idol still a thing? Is that still on TV? Does TV? You, you know what it is now it is it's the masked singer, which is the most bizarre occult thing i've ever seen these crazy masks come out and sing to try to guess who it is came out right before lockdown so masks. so okay but you remember american idol right yeah yeah Kelly and do you remember when american idol first person. came out like it was like it was a cultural phenomenon like you know people yeah. were like like american idol crazy so so american anytime something is a is a cultural phenomenon like it always kind of intrigues me because i'm like all right well let me go and see what's going on here so this was my thought like i don't know when this was probably like in the early 2000s whenever american idol may have been on and i'm watching it and my favorite part of the american idol journey <laughs> people remember this is it began with the auditions and you would get to meet all of these different people and some of them would just be like horrible and like some people would be like amazing but like they did a beautiful job of really really like selling that story to you and i kind of knew that but it was like you know that that was mike's dopamine i like that i like the storytelling but one of the things i was aware because when i was watching that um I was living outside of DC it was probably when I first started watching the show. And then during that time when I was watching the show, I had moved to Pennsylvania and I, I became aware that I always kind of resonated when they would do like the introductions of the people who, who never showed up or who never went anywhere, but were kind of interesting in the audition portion because they were always kind of like near me. Like if I was living in Arlington, Virginia, it would be like, you know, some town I've never really heard of in Virginia, but it sounded kind of familiar. So I kind of like a little bit emotionally connected. And I noticed the same thing was happening in, in, in Pennsylvania. And so I can't say this for certain, but this is when I really started thinking about it in practical terms. I'm like, well, why would they not know the zip code of every single person who's watching? And if they know that this is going to connect you deeper to characters or just to the show, like I, I would pass for that if my goal was to get people to watch as long as possible so if that's done on that level on the american idol level like all of these things to personalize and i'm, I'm bringing this up because you brought up the personalized news brad it's like everything is going to be like catered to that part of us which is like why did mike like it because it was kind of about mike and you know it's like that's what it does and like cater the news and it's going to know all of the stuff about you and it's it's <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> This is We're the center of all the, the story it, ourselves. Yeah. It, this is how, this is the road to the matrix pod because like, <laughs> you're no longer, you're no longer connected to anything other than that. It's funny because 
I love sci-fi. I love dystopian sci-fi. I tell people I'm going to meet them in the tunnels because they all have tunnels, the matrix, total recall, demolition man. And when I was watching uh, your video, it, the very first thing I wrote in my notes, I was taking notes on it was that I had thought the matrix was a metaphor, but it's really predictive programming. Like it's really coming true. Like that never occurred to me. I knew it was a metaphor. I, you know, I thought it was a metaphor. I was like, right, so right. stupid. you don't realize it's a metaphor. And I'm like, I'm so stupid. I didn't realize it was like the future reality. That's scary. I mean, I this was one of the things when. Uh, so it's interesting because isn't that isn't there another Matrix movie that which is coming out There's, soon? That's coming oh, out. There might be the third yeah, one. Fourth was one's terrible. Fourth one's coming out soon. So, do, I'd be curious. I'd be curious as to how it's received. Like, is this because because the second the number two and number three were kind of um, they, they they didn't live up to 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 what the first one was. But there's been a long gap, and now we're in a new world. So you know, I'm curious in terms of 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 deciphering the the storyline of the greater storyline in all the movies. I'd be curious for that. But but The Matrix is definitely a special movie because like I I agree with you, Monica. Like it's it's I never thought it was a metaphor. I always thought it was like predictive programming. But then also when you look at the greater story of of uh do you remember when it came out that the Matrix Brothers, like, you know, those were one of the very first Hollywood names to transition genders? Oh, yeah. But yeah, and they so, said yes. that Matrix was a metaphor for that, the original one. For that? Right? And, yeah. it's, and it, it, well, if that's a metaphor for that, and it, like, and when you start getting into occultic magic, I mean. Wow, it, wait, we got to stop for a second. That's a metaphor for that. So that means they said that years later, though. OK, well, whatever. But even yeah. just to try to decipher that for me, that would mean that the matrix, because it transcends the body, that the transgender thing is really like transhumanism. I mean, that's that's what the matrix feels like. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's more transhumanism, but wow, that is going to blow my well, mind. I mean, if, if we want to look at it, if uh along your your line of thinking monica um if the what's happening right now culturally as it relates to gender is very much particularly anyone who's got a uh, um what, what what's the phrase a horse in that race you know anyone yes. who cares about that and and I, i'm not i'm not dismissing anyone's care anyone's cares we all got cares but that's not i don't have a horse in that race so um when you have that a horse in your race and you think that's a real thing and this is like a really important an important um, uh, a topic in in the world today, um, you might miss the fact that what's what's happening is on every level, on every level in which our consciousness has been connected to, to something material. And as I as as I said before, it's 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 I, I I hold it to be a mystery what's beyond the material. I'm not saying the material is everything, but what I will say is the material is the most real thing any of us can understand. You know, it's like so that's what that's our point of reference, the material. And I think the material is so is so significant in terms of this augmented and virtual reality which is coming. But to my point is 
the 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 movement the movement of gender and association with your biological with your biological sex is a way of of siphoning off like on a deep like this is deep psychological this is deep deep and when i uh like beyond our our thinking mind it's there's a severing there and when there's a sever when anything has been severed um is when it is much much easier to be led I mean, that's the whole notion of uh, like prisoners of war and you keep them separated, brainwashing. You want to sever someone's psyche from what they knew before so you can rebuild it. And so uh, undoubtedly, there's we're you know, we're in this transition and we could go in and, and discuss like, well, it could go this way or that way. But what, what isn't discussed is it's changing. So this is a point at which I would like to break. I feel like what's happening um, what you're talking about, the severing that over the past 18 months or however long it's been now since the world just the iron shroud descended over the globe. I want to talk about that. You want to finish? Because I want to go to um, I want to kind of end this hour. And because of popular demand, we've added. We OK, add definitely, like definitely. Stuff. And you're such a great storyteller that I'm hoping that we can get you to tell us a story in the. In the Are you so so I. I don't know if this is synthetic. Well, no, this wouldn't be synthetic telepathy. What is what would I call it, Brad, when someone puts a, a thought in, in your in someone else's head and they think it's their own? Maybe that is synthetic. I because think that Monica, could be synthetic. Oh, I wanted to tell you I got a story, but I've been saving it for the second half. Oh, fantastic. No so, way. So That's I don't so, know how yeah. you did that, but, but we're master. on the same page. Yes, yeah, you are yeah. a master. Well, I'm going to let Binkley break if he wants. What do you want to do? Um, all right. Well, thank you for watching the first hour and we are going to continue in the XR uh, on it's going to be on Patreon and Rockfin. Is that correct? Yes. The video is on Rockfin and the, um, it goes in the Patreon RSS feed. All right. And so, tell us again uh, what your website where you want people to find you. Uh, SusquehannaAlchemy.com. Uh, what I would definitely recommend is for people to go and check out um, wherever you do your podcasts, like look for the Susquehanna Alchemy podcast. That's out now. And Susquehanna Alchemy on YouTube. That's probably the best places to find anything on me. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, check that out. And thank you all for watching. You can find us at ProfitPort.com or your favorite podcasting platform. We will talk to you all next time. <laughs>